We have officially entered the Christmas season. It's December 4th when this episode comes out, and that means it's Christmas time. There's a tree in my living room. We have the elf coming each day from the North Pole to surprise my children. I've even started Christmas shopping. It's Christmas. It really is Christmas time. But this year, I don't know if it's just me, but it just doesn't quite feel like Christmas. I'm not really in in the spirit yet. And maybe it's too early, but I think it's just the unusualness of this year the pandemic, the shutdown, the stress, the still trying to recover from the political season. I just am wondering, where's Christmas? Where's that Christmas spirit, that Christmas excitement that that I've been expecting to come? I grew up going to church, but not in a tradition that really celebrated Advent. I don't even know that I knew what Advent was until I was an adult. I didn't, that wasn't a term that was even in my vocabulary. But as I've learned more about it, it's kind of been something that's been intriguing to me. I know it's um, kind of a practice of expectation and waiting and longing for our Savior to come. And so it's preparing our hearts all month long for the arrival of Christ. And so this year with that whole, I'm missing the Christmas spirit and I'm not sure that it's really going to come, I just feel drawn to some type of Advent practice, some type of intentionally setting my mind on the coming of our Savior, setting my mind on that Christmas story and all the hope and the longing and the joy that it brings. And so for the next few weeks, I am just going to be sharing a few thoughts and reflections related to the Christmas story and related to the fact that our Savior is coming and will come again to rescue us, to redeem us, to repair and fix this broken and dark world. And I feel like that's just something that we all need to reflect on these days. So I hope you enjoy these next few weeks. Again, I don't know the rules to Advent. I don't know if I'm even doing something that could be called an Advent practice. This is just me reflecting and thinking on the Christmas story and recording it so that others can listen along. So I hope that you enjoy. These episodes will probably be a few minutes shorter than usual because I know we're all busy this time of year. Just take some time to think, to reflect, and to consider the ways that you need to remember that Christ is coming, that he is here among us, helping us through this challenging time. Hey friend, you're listening to episode eight of the Working Moms Balance podcast. I'm Tracy Kolwicki, wife, mom of two, full-time employee, and life coach. Just like you, I'm striving to balance every area of my life and enjoy it all in the process. My goal with this podcast is to inspire, motivate, and teach you practical research-based strategies to help you thrive. A happy, satisfying life of purpose is possible. Together, we'll learn how to move from overwhelmed to flourishing. Let's get started. The story of Christmas tells us that the Savior of the whole world came, not as a warrior, not as a powerful king, but a small, helpless, vulnerable baby. He relied on us, 
on humans to meet his every need. He wasn't born in a palace with servants and fine luxuries. He was born to an unwed teenage mother in a stable miles from her home. Now, God did some pretty great things during Jesus' life to keep him healthy and alive. He told Joseph to move to Egypt so that Herod wouldn't kill Jesus. He kept Jesus safe in the temple when his parents left without him. But for many years of Jesus' life, God relied largely on other people to provide for his needs. Jesus still needed to be fed, to be changed, to be held. He was a helpless baby, just like we all were at one time. He was God. But he humbled himself to become fully human, a vulnerable, helpless human who was at the mercy of imperfect humans to take care of him and help him grow. God chose to save the world, not through power and domination and doing it all himself, but through vulnerability and partnership with his creation. The story actually begins way back in Genesis. In Genesis chapter 12, God is explaining his covenant with Abraham. He tells Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. The blessing comes from God, but it goes through Abraham. He is using Abraham to work out his story of redemption just as he later used Mary and Joseph and so many other people to bring about God's story. The Christmas story is not just about a baby coming to earth to save us from our sins. The story is about a baby who comes to be with us, to dwell with us, to live among us, to understand us, to teach us, and to work with and through us, to rely on us, He came to show us the way of love and then empower and call us to keep going in that way. I was listening to a podcast the other day. It's the Bema podcast with Marty Solomon. And he was talking about a verse in 2 Peter that I'd never really paid any attention to. But in 2 Peter chapter 3, I think it's around verse 11, it says, What holy and godly lives you should live, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. Or in the NIV, it says, in speed, it's coming. It's not just that we live here in this existence waiting and looking forward to the day when God returns. The purpose is to work with God, to hurry it along, to speed that coming of Jesus. God is inviting us to partner with him in restoring a broken world. Jesus did not come just to do half the job. He came to start the work and to show us the way to continue it. The redemption, the salvation comes from God. But what if it goes through us? What if God is wanting to use us just as he used Abraham and Mary to bless the whole world through us? God isn't just calling you to live a sinless and obedient life. That might be nice and all. But that's not the point. The point is restoring a broken and hurting world. The point is expressing and expanding the kingdom of God. We look for rules. Can I do this? Can I do that? What does it take to live a holy and godly life? But these questions are really just pharisaical distractions. 
It isn't about the rules and the do's and don'ts. It's about finding all the ways that we can partner with God to spread God's love. To follow the ways of Jesus, healing the sick, freeing the oppressed, feeding the hungry, and looking after the needs of the poor and of the vulnerable. There is much work to be done. This year has brought to light so many ways that our world is hurting right now. And we can't possibly fix all of them ourselves. It can be overwhelming. Where do we even begin? And does anything that our own individual selves do really matter? One of my favorite quotes is Andy Stanley's call that we should do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. Our job is to partner with God to bring the kingdom of love to earth. Our obedience is not a list of rules and regulations. Our obedience is determined by whether or not we are loving the others in our lives. The idea to love everyone is great. We should do that. But when we use that big term everyone, we sometimes miss the individual opportunities to love in the small moments with the little interactions of each day. What if we considered how can you partner with God to express and expand the kingdom of God with the people right in front of you today? How can you use love to bring healing and hope, not on a grand scale that's overwhelming, but with the person sitting right next to you? When Jesus came to the world, he drastically altered the course of Mary's life, and there were some big and pivotal moments of obedience and partnering with God in her story. But today I just want to consider those small moments, those small acts of obedience that helped to keep her Savior alive, that helped her to partner with God to bring that future salvation, the time she snuggled her baby through a sleepless night, the ways she worked to feed and clothe and teach her baby day in and day out until he was old enough to take care of himself. All those small moments didn't make it into the Bible, but they were all obedient acts where Mary partnered with God to do the work of repairing our broken world. We long for peace on earth. Peace came to earth. As a small and helpless baby, he lived, he lives still, and he dwells among us and within us, empowering and working with us to bring the peace that we so long for to the earth. As we move closer to Christmas, may we remember that God has invited us to speed his return by partnering with us to bless and redeem the world through his work within us and through us. May we notice the opportunities to love the people right in front of us. May we look for our Savior in the vulnerable, the helpless, and the weak. May we hold on to the hope that the Prince of Peace is here among us. We can partner with God to make the world a better place. Let's go pursue it. Thanks for listening to the Working Moms Balance Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. You can also rate and review the podcast to help more people find us. Be sure to check out workingmomsbalance.com for show notes and additional ideas to help you thrive. You can also find me on Instagram at Tracy Kulwicki. Thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure you are subscribed and I'll see you here next week.